praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I didn't hear you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we well, welcome to our workers' training session this morning. Uh, for those that are joining us through other platforms, uh, this is the Prophetic Prayer Mountain broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, workers' training session this morning. Uh, we're speaking this morning on why you should serve in the church. Why you should serve in the church. People don't really know that. There's a level you get so important to God because of what you do in his house and what you do you know, around his kingdom that he will not allow anything happen to you. When Daniel was in the lion's den, the king came up any morning. He said, oh Daniel, has the God whom you serve day and night been able to deliver you from the lions? That is the first question the king asked Daniel. He said, the lion's den. He was not expecting an answer. Because those lions are very dangerous type of lions. But Daniel said, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels to close the mouth of the lions that they will not be able to do anything. In fact, Daniel was playing with the lions from the time they threw him there till morning when he came out. The people who conspired against Daniel, the king now said, okay, you are the one that conspired against this man. They, they now held them together. They threw them to the lions. They said, before they drop down, Lions that jump up and carry them and their family and eat them totally. Anyone that conspire against you is going down for your sake. In Jesus' precious name. Why you should be, why you should serve in the church. Number one, because God's vision needs our service. Number one, God's vision needs our service. We have a part to play. And that part, if we don't play it, it will be questioned. How do we use our opportunity? How do we use our talent? How do we use opportunities given to us? So because God's vision needs our service. God has given a vision, but we have a part to play. Somebody sent me a conference meeting yesterday. The conference just ended in chat yesterday. The first conference of Fulani Christians. It was done in chat. The first time Fulani I saw gathered there were more than three to 4,000. And I said, wow. When I started hearing the preaching, I said, no, it's true. This is not Muslim. These are Christians. Preaching in the name of Jesus, in Fulfudi and Hausa language. I said, these are not Hausas. These are not anybody. These are Fulanis. They gather together. What are they doing? They are lifting up the name of Jesus. And I thought, somebody now said, wow, that God works in ways we can never understand. That God works in a strange way that we can. There is a friend of mine, he's a bishop now in Catholic Church, Bishop Gobiri. We met in Kano for the first time. He's a bishop now, he's a full animal. Bishop Lawa Gobiri is a full animal, and uh, you know, he's, uh, he's already a bishop now. And I think by now, at that time he was a bishop. He will not be a bishop now, maybe an archbishop by now. Or maybe they say whether they have sent him to Rome, they have sent him to Vatican there. So God wants us to serve. To serve in the church because his vision, his vision needs our service. He said the harvest is full already. We don't pray for harvest, it's full. He said, but the laborers are few. Number two, why you should serve in the church? Because you are led by God to serve in the church. For the fact that you find yourself in the church, God has led you to be here. When people come in here, I take it as an instrument of God's leading. That is God that led them here. Because when God leads people, they are able to fulfill their purpose in a place. Number three, 
to make you useful you know, to men and to be honored by God. If you serve in the church, you are useful to men. Then you honor God. It's an honor to God. To, for God to choose you to come and serve in his house. It's a privilege. It's an honor. God just did you honor. You know, if you read the book of Revelation chapter 7, there was a time God sent angels to come and preach. You know, after the saints were gone. Angels came down and started preaching the gospel. I mean, that, that is not a very good one. Because it's the duty of men, you know, to do this work. But one thing that, something happened one time, they killed the preacher. They killed the preacher in Afghanistan. That's why when there was this in Afghanistan, I really felt it. Because they, they killed the preacher and that night, everybody in that community, the angel appeared to them and said, tomorrow, go and meet in so-and-so place. And you'll be calling on the name of Jesus. So everybody went there, no invitation, no ambient. So they went and gathered where they saw in the dream. When they got there, there were about 50 people. They said, I have the same dream. I have the same dream. I have it that we should gather here. That's how they started the underground church in Afghanistan by then. What am I saying? God can, when God asks us to serve him, it's for a purpose. And if we don't do it, it will raise an alternative. That's the thing about God. So to make you useful, not only to men, but as an honor to God. Number four, because you have come of age. As a believer, when you come of age, you, what you can do is to serve God. You come of age, you serve the Lord. Number five, because we're a family. As a family, we're meant to serve the Lord. As a family, we're meant to be of service, be involved in service so that, you know, oil will work well for you and answer you perfectly when you are in a family like this. Our vision as a church is to build a prophetic church with men and women for end-time harvest. To build up by people that have evidence to show for their Christianity. That's our vision. What's our mission? Our mission here is to, uh, to, to speak new word in the prophetic and angelic uh, instruction to people so that they can be able to follow this thing. Our worship of God is a personal journey. Everybody should understand that. Worship of God is a personal journey. Let's see 1 Corinthians quickly. 1 Corinthians 9.24. 1 Corinthians 9.24. Our destiny in the kingdom is also personal. It's personal. Can we get there? 1 Corinthians 9.24. Know ye not that the which run in the rest, mm -hmm. run of God. <coughs> Look at it there. It says, as we run in the kingdom, let's run that we will obtain the promise. Let's not run aiming nothing. Anything you are doing, have an aim. That I am serving the Lord with an aim. I must get into the kingdom. Destiny is in the kingdom of God is personal. Uh, a man of God was in a meeting with us at the city and people were abusing him and uh, that he was very poor that's the poorest in the area so as he was leaving the meeting his eyes was full of tears so i went to him and said that they don't understand how god works that in the end of this work god does not tell anyone welcome thou prosperous servant what god concerns is how faithful you are to this work they said but you saw the way they are talking to i said well that is man but what you do is be focused on God. Destiny is different. 
Our destiny in the kingdom is not the same. It is an individual journey. Are you trekking in the kingdom race? There's a mystery that helps your faith to deliver. You don't get things according to what you know, but according to your faith. Romans 1.16. Let's go there. Romans 1.16. It's your faith that gives you things in the kingdom. Your faith. Many people cry, see, you tell them, your faith has made you whole. Your faith. It's not even his own power. Your faith has made you whole. It's your faith. Let's go there. Romans 1.16. Faith empowers the word to deliver. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. For it is the power of God unto salvation, salvation. to everyone that believes. Stop there. Everyone that believes. It's the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes. It's your faith. So in the kingdom, your faith is important. You don't do anything except faith is involved. You, you, you command blessings by faith. Let's see John 1, 12. Let's go there. John chapter 1, verse 12. You command blessings by faith. You know, it's faith that powers the world. Faith powers the world. Whatever you hear is empowered by faith. Empowered by faith. Empowered by faith. Can we get there? For as many as received him, mm-hmm. to them give he the power, power to become the sons the son of God. That's what I was saying. Stop there. I was telling somebody, I said, you see, it's those that believe him, he give them power to become the sons, to become the daughters of God. Because they believe him. When they believe him, he empowers them. He makes them to be able to have access into getting things done in the realm of the spirit. Can we all rise up quickly? Let's rise up.